0: Welcome to PDPW's podcast. Here's Bill Baker. Thank you for listening to this week's PDPW podcast. Did you know the word listen has the same letters as the word silent? As we hear from servant leadership trainer Tom Thibodeau, the ability to listen is the practice of silence and stillness while paying full attention to others. Tom reminds us of just how important that is today in a world filled with constant noise. All right, thank you, Bill. As usual, it is always a very good experience when we're able to be in conversation with each other. And today I want to talk about listening and self awareness and how key they are to leadership, particularly servant leadership. Uh, Current research has told us that in 2022, there are three areas that leaders need to focus on. It doesn't matter what kind of business you're in, if you're a family owned business or if you're in a larger corporate setting, but three things may be helpful. One, communicate, communicate, communicate. When we're going through periods of uncertainty, when we don't know exactly what's taking place or what the future is unfolding, as we are right now, not knowing what the future is going to be in terms of prices, inflation, the political scenario that's kind of playing out, or the the terrible tragedies that we've seen. In the times of uncertainty, people need more communication, not less. Communicate, communicate, communicate. Talk with our children, talk with our spouses, talk with our employees about how they're feeling, what's going on, listen to their levels of feeling, awareness and empathy in these moments. Communicate, communicate, communicate. Two, another area of focus is take time to develop others' leadership ability. In all of our organizations, we need more leaders, not less. As we have a declining Number of people in the workforce that have experience because a number of people my age retired during the pandemic. We have younger people moving into leadership roles who are never given classes or direction in leadership. We need to take time to develop the next generation of leaders. And when I talk to leaders about succession planning, who's the next one up? I ask, Do you believe this is important? Everybody raises their hand. Everybody is excited about the possibility of succession planning. Then I ask how much time is dedicated every month in developing the next generation of leaders, and then heads go down. And then I ask the further question, how much money isn't available in your budget to prepare the next generation of leaders? And nobody responds because everybody believes in that doesn't mean that anyone is actually doing it. And yet those companies, those organizations that are continuing to grow, is it because they're continuing to grow and to develop their leaders? And then third, what's important right now as we move forward in times of uncertainty, needing more leadership, being concerned about the health and well-being of the people that are entrusted to our care. How am I helping them grow and to develop and to be aware of the ways in which they need to take care of themselves? What happened during the pandemic? Not only did I have to be concerned about my employee, I had to be concerned about my employee's family. Why? Because if a family member got sick, it oftentimes meant that my employee was also exposed to sickness. And we've seen this continue to happen where maybe at the tail end of the pandemic, this is what we hope, and yet people are still getting sick, still missing work, still not able to fully engage because of what they're experiencing. So the health and well-being of people, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And why are these three things important? Because what we're seeing everywhere People are having a hard time recruiting and retaining good employees. We're calling it the great resignation. Well, a study done at MIT wondered why is it that people are resigning in great numbers? And here are the two reasons that people resign or leave businesses, organizations, companies. Number one, levels of disrespect. All of us know that we have human dignity. All of us know it hurts when that human dignity is not respected or not responded to in a very human or thoughtful way. Two, we feel undervalued, underappreciated. People have worked hard, very hard. And because you have fewer employees, people are having to take on more levels of responsibility. I ran into one of my former students the other day who has two stores in a strip mall and three kiosks. He's having a very difficult time finding employees, so his wife has quit her job to help him with their two family businesses and their kiosks, and on the weekends, their five-year-old son, one of their kiosks is making mini donuts, their five-year-old son at the strip mall is selling donuts. He said, we need every member of the family to be involved if we are going to continue to keep our businesses going. Well, what's happened in every organization, people have feel undervalued or underappreciated because they have worked so very hard to make sure that businesses continue to work. That's why I tell people, if you can afford to go out for dinner, you can afford to leave a tip because we need people who are willing to serve us in the hospitality industry. Now, what are the skills that we need in order to learn how to communicate more deeply, develop leaders, and to help people in the well-being? Here are two indications I think are very important. One, the importance of listening. Listen has the same letters as the word silent. Listen is the ability to be fully present to the lives and the needs of other people. It's creating a sense of hospitality where people feel welcome. Listening is much more than allowing another to talk while waiting for a chance to respond. Listening is paying full attention to others and welcoming in to our lives. The beauty of listening is that those who are listened to start to feel accepted, start taking their words more seriously, and discovering their own true selves. Listening is a form of hospitality by which you invite strangers to become friends, to get to know their inner selves more fully, and even to dare to be silent with you. How important that is where the world is filled with everlasting noise to create moments or oasis of silence so that we can actually listen to each other. And when you listen to somebody, we listen to them into speech so they understand what they're thinking or what they're believing or maybe even what they're uncertain about. How important it is. So many young people have no one that actually takes the time to listen and in the workplace Oftentimes when people are feeling challenged or frustrated or overwhelmed, they don't want somebody else to solve this for them. What they would like is somebody to pay attention and just to listen. This ability to listen is the practice of silence and stillness. It's important to be able to be fully present to what other people might think, pay attention to their deepest hopes and dreams, their yearnings and their sorrows, and in this way, connection is built. Science is proving the value of stillness in our lives as well. New research indicates that silence releases tension in the brain and the body. Two minutes of silence are more relaxing than two minutes of relaxing music, as reported in the journal Heart. In 2013, the study of noise on the brain published has said that it is Interfering with our memory and learning. So much noise, so much activity, and yet silence helps us to grow internally and in our ability to respond to external forces in our lives. And what that deep silence and listening leads to then is a level of self awareness, a level of knowing thyself. Socrates said this first, know thyself. How often have we heard others say to us, to thy own self, be true. And yet, how many people actually understand self-awareness and how it impacts the lives of others? In a study of the stock performance of 486 publicly traded companies, Corn Ferry International found that companies with strong financial performance tend to have employees with higher levels of self-awareness. poorly performing companies. Well, why is that? Somebody is self-aware when somebody is listening to their own experience. They know what they're good at and they know what their limitations are. What happens is that when we're in a constant movement, our frenzy of activity, we forget who we are. We forget what we are capable of. Sometimes we begin to relax into thinking that we can do or know everything in which we can't self-awareness is in short supply among many leaders. While women in executive level management positions tend to exhibit more self-awareness than men in the same positions, the overall percentages are not good. In a study of 17,000 individuals worldwide, the Hay Group Research Foundation found that 19% of women executives interviewed exhibited self-awareness compared to 4% of their male counterparts. Why is it that we take so little time for self-awareness, so little time to listen to our own experiences, so little time reflecting about what we have learned from our elders, from the world around us? Well, it can be painful to know thyself, to start with what is it that you feel and understand. We have seen recently in our country a number of shootings which has stopped all of us on our tracks. And all of us now are keenly aware of the pain of our brothers and sisters in Buffalo, Uvalde, and Tulsa. And when you start to be self-aware, you start to become aware of the burdens that other people carry. The Greek poet Aeschylus said, the penalty of wisdom is the ability to bear another's woe. And when you become self-aware, you know your own pain, but you understand the pain and the emotions of other people as well. Secondly, in in understanding self-awareness, we must understand the external factors in our environment. What are we responding to? What are our triggers? Why is it that I act the way in which I do? Many people are responding right now to the political fatigue seems to have overwhelmed all of us, the constant adversarial conversations that take place in the media, on social media, and yet we are becoming exhausted because of those external factors. Self-awareness, on the other hand, helps us to develop a strong internal sense so I do not fall into the trap of responding only the strongest stimuli in the environment, which most oftentimes is negative. How important it is to understand our complete surroundings that we are with by just paying attention. Last Memorial Day, I had a marvelous experience being with my family, my daughters and granddaughters and son-in-law in New York City. And on Memorial Day, we went to Central Park for a picnic where I shared the space with at least 50,000 of my best friends. 50,000 people from all walks of life, from every corner of the globe, bringing blankets and cookies and sandwiches and Frisbees, people sitting in the sun and conversing with each other. No police presence, no sense of violence or being violated, people coming together in this marvelous open public space in our country's largest city. And I began to think to myself, this is what I'm seeing, this is what I'm experiencing, and yet all I seem to hear from the electronic hum that continues to infect me, both visually and auditorially, is how divided we are. What does our real experience about our external environment teach us about the world in which we live. How much are we connected to the natural world as well as the people that we have dinner with every night. A third tip for self-awareness is to gather trusted feedback. Feedback leads to empathy and helps us to understand our impact on the lives of other people. The people that love us tell us where our blind spots are. They remind us that we are not perfect, but we are very good. People who love us, the people who are concerned about our growth and ability to grow as human beings, are giving us feedback as to how we are reacting or behaving or how our beliefs are affecting the lives of other people. If I am committed to the growth and development of other people, then I'm committed to giving other people feedback. This happens in families, this happens in the workplace, and it helps to develop levels of self awareness. How many times have people said, Well, I was never aware? of the impact that I had on other people. My brother, Jamie, will remind me, do you realize how often you use the word extraordinary? If you continue to use it that way, nothing becomes extraordinary. How important that was that he was carefully listening to what I had to say and telling me about the importance of the language that I was using. Who gives us feedback on a regular basis? Who helps us to grow and reconsider the impact we're having on other people? Third, way in which to look at self-awareness. Look at the circumstances that I'm growing up in. Look of where I've come from, the way in which I was conditioned as a child and how I bring that early conditioning of my life into the latter part of my life. As we grow, we become more of who we used to always be. So if I'm grumpy at 40, guess what? I'm grumpier at 65. If I'm bitter and cynical at 17. I have a possibility of becoming bitter and cynical at 35. We become more of who we are unless we reconsider who we are becoming. Are we becoming a better version of ourselves? How are we developing better skills? I'm always fond of telling other people, and I've repeated this because I've heard it get said to me, I'm not who I want to be, but I'm better than I used to be. How are each of us becoming better in our marriages, our families, our friendships? How is it that were, we're developing the skills in, as we age that we didn't have in earlier parts of our lives? Carl Rogers, a noted humanistic psychologist, would ask the question, am I growing old or am I older and growing? And older and growing means that I'm developing new skills to become a better version of myself. Another way in which to develop self-awareness is on a regular basis to be honest in assessing our priorities. Where am I spending my time? Who am I spending time with? What am I talking about in my conversations? How is it that I'm committed to a good greater than myself? The best outcome of self-awareness is to figure out what gives your life meaning and become more of it. Continually adding to the list, refine it, building on it. To live a life of meaning is a life that is healthy and therefore affects the health and well-being of other people that we relate to. It's one thing to always be expressing to other people our displeasure with they or them without taking the time to think, how have I continued to grow in patience, compassion, understanding, and empathy? And finally, the last little indication of self-awareness is always being curious. Nurturing a sense of wonder Asking questions, isn't that wonderful to be amazed? When's the last time you've had an experience that has been wonderful? I mentioned last week we were in New York City with our, with our family, this marvelous vacation. A couple of weeks ago, Bill and I talked and gave you the, the research on how many people don't take vacations. Well, I was one of those people. And I listened to myself telling other people how important vacations are. Well, I took this marvelous family vacation with my family and now all I can think about when's the next one, how important it was. But we had this wonderful experience being with our children and our grandchildren and had the opportunity and the privilege of watching the play The Lion King brought to life on Broadway. People and Amazing costumes of a giraffe and an elephant, hyenas, lions, a dodo bird, all interacting and engaging us with conversation, but with a performance of dance and music and celebration that was captivating for everyone. And the audience. It was wonderful. And I was thinking, how is it that I live in a country that provides with this kind of freedom of expression? Do we live in a country that has a cultural expression that allows people from every different background and walk of life to come together? I was curious as to what is it that's best in us that allows us to be so creative And therefore allows for celebration. Listen to yourself. Carefully listen to others. Be self aware. Try not to live so much into the future or continually beat yourself up for what has happened in the past. Be present. Be aware. Be grateful. We are becoming who we always were a better version of ourselves each and every day. Good work, hard work, noble work, our work. Thank you all for listening, and thank you for doing your work so very well. Our thanks to Tom Thibodeau for today's message. Tom, a distinguished professor of servant leadership at Viterbo University. And for archived podcasts and more on-demand programs, and for more on the professional development for today's dairy producer, head to PDPW's free website at pdpw.org. Until next time, have a safe and productive week.